You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. The summertime has arrived in the high desert of Arizona. And I'm here in the early morning on the mountainside with just a light jacket. And I'm remembering that it wasn't too long ago when I was up here in the snow and wrapped in several jackets. And it got me thinking about memory. And at the same time, I'm actually rewriting my first book called The Reincarnation of Columbus. Now, when I say I'm rewriting it, it's a thick book, 425, 30 pages, and I'm dividing it into three because there are three distinct stories in it. But why that comes up is because it's all about remembering. In that book, I am remembering the death of my first child, Ryan Columbus O'Grady. And after that book was written, I believed and felt that I had gone through a huge forgiveness exercise. It was a big cleansing. And Angel Rose had reminded us all through the years of how DNA is composed of history and our memories are history. So in our DNA, in our very cells, in our very makeup is the memory of what happened before. That was quite a shock because here I am now, all these years later, rewriting my memories of that time. And when it comes to pain and trauma, the memories are still as potent. They're still as shocking and detailed as they were as if it happened yesterday. Now, why am I bringing this up and why has it come up for me now? Because if it's all about forgiveness, how much forgiveness is enough? How much forgiveness is enough? I don't know. I'm here again now after 30 years and believing that I have forgiven everything again, all over, everybody, every detail, every pain, every hurt from that incident, I believed was completely and totally absolved. And yet when I reread that book to rewrite it, I feel as if no forgiveness happened at all. Now it could be that I didn't complete the exercise or it could be that I didn't forgive deeply enough. But the question remains, does anybody ever forgive deeply enough? Are we capable of taking out that pain out of our cellular structure? Are we capable of rewriting the DNA so that there's only absolution, there's only total forgiveness, there's only memories of joy and happiness? I leave that question with you today. I'm going to keep writing. Blessings and bye from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. So I came back 
after making this little recording on the mountain about how much forgiveness is enough. And Angel Rose listened to it and we entered into a long discussion about death and the forgiveness process and what has to happen. Have a listen to our recording and let us know what you think. I said, you have to really, really want to release the belief in guilt. Okay, because as long as you believe in guilt, guilt will always demand punishment on some level. But when I had that argument with Fred, and I heard Jesus say, you could choose peace instead. Yeah. In that moment, I realized I didn't want to. I didn't want to choose peace because I was mad at him. And, yeah. I, yeah. and then Jesus said to me, you want yeah. him to be guilty. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I had to sit there with it. But at the moment, I did not want, I didn't want peace. I wanted to be yeah. right, yeah. you know. And there's so, a, there's a lot in that too about my question about how much forgiveness is enough, because I think there's a lot of us don't want the full forgiveness because there's something in the drama that we're well, you're releasing your memories. No, but there's something in the drama that we like and we want, and there's something about conflict that makes us feel, I don't know, a victim or special. So you got this whole argument of this is what makes me feel alive, that I'm, I'm in conflict, I'm in, I'm in pain, I'm suffering because of guilt. Do you know? So when you say, do you really want to give up the guilt? I think a lot of times we don't. Well, yeah, because of you know, innocence is boring, right? I mean, some people. Think well, I'm sure innocence is bliss, but from where we are right now, it might appear boring. Do you know what I mean? Like if you if you were without pain and without conflict and without frustration and without ambition and without caring and without anything that's going on emotionally, what would you have? You, you, we we tend to think in our limited thinking that we'd have nothing. That's why it's boring. But well, there's two ways to look at I, this. When you say I could choose peace instead of this, that peace itself might be all fulfilling. But we don't we don't know well, what it, it is, feels like. Because at the moment when I decided to choose peace, it was an interesting erasure of the whole event, which I didn't expect. It was like somebody just took an eraser and erased the memory from my mind. Mm. I mean, I could not recall what we were fighting about. Okay, and that that was an interesting. It was an interesting dynamic because it's, it was showing me that something does happen on a quantum level when you do that. Tell that story again because we haven't heard it in a long time. What actually happened? Well, we were in this, some big fight. I don't know what we were fighting about, but I was so angry with him that I called him an asshole and I slammed the door and I walked down to the park. And I got on the swings and all I could was just, I was fuming. I was just really fuming about whatever it was. I can't remember now. And I just heard Jesus say, you made this up. You could choose peace instead. And then it said, you want him to be guilty. Mm-hmm. And it was all true. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I sat there with it, I thought, yeah, and I, I didn't want to choose peace. You know, because mm-hmm. I was, I thought if I chose peace, it would be like letting a guilty person off the hook. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. he, he was guilty as far as you were concerned. He and he had to pay the price. Right. I just wanted to hold him in guilt. Yeah. But, you know, when you hear something like that, you know, it's the truth because yeah. it's such a peaceful answer and it's such yeah. 
And I had to sit there with it. It probably took me a half an hour. So in that case, in the light of what I was saying earlier about how much forgiveness is enough, and do we have to die to release it? No. You're saying no. So is that changing the DNA then? Is that changing the memory in the DNA? Well, it's taking, it's erasing the memory. Because that's what happened. I could not remember. It literally erased the memory of the fight from my mind. I could not, and that was it. Was, it was in an instant when so, I finally said, "Okay, I choose peace." Literally, the memory of the fight was gone, and I tried to get it back, hmm. and I couldn't. Now, in my case, and I'm sure in a lot of other people who have had tragedies in their lives and are looking to f- forgive it. Does it mean that when you say erase, that it erases the memory of the whole incident or just erases the memory of the pain? Well, with you know me, I mean? erase the memory of the whole incident. Right. But what if I don't want to forget about Ryan? Well, that's what I'm saying, that to really choose peace. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how it would manifest for you. I mean, I don't think you could ever forget Ryan, you know. I, I know, but that's my question. I mean, are we selective can... then in what we forgive? In other words, am I forgiving only the pain or am i forgiving like am i erasing the whole incident what do you want to forgive about it because that's what i found myself finding answer thinking when i was listening to that was when you said how much forgiveness is enough and i thought well what are you forgiving hmm. because are you forgiving the fact that he died are you forgiving the fact that he lived are you forgiving and then you said well the guilt hmm. okay but Again, i got to bring you back to the fact that there isn't any guilt. And for us to believe in it is a choice. That's the choice that you're making. And that's what's causing the pain, is you're choosing to believe in the guilt. Because there is something. I remember when Jay died. It was an interesting experience because it was the first time that I had a mixture of of, um, sorrow and joy at the same moment. In other words... And I can't explain it. It was like I was on the edge. It was an edge, right? There was just this borderline between suffering and joy, okay? And on the one hand, if I wanted to focus on the fact that this guy just committed suicide and and how miserable he was, I was on the side of suffering, you know? But if I was on the side of the fact that he was free and he was free to be who he was and whatever, Mm. I was on the side of bliss. You know, so depending on which memory you choose to focus which on. Which one I focused on. Because the, the truth was, is he was bliss. I mean, when I, I should probably write about this sometime, but when I, when, from the time I went in and called the police, and then I went back out, I mean, he had this smile. I mean, he was already bleeding from the eyes and the ears and the mouth, but he had this huge smile on his face. So, like, I knew that he was hmm. happy that he was released. Hmm. He's probably already had left his body by then, you know. Mm. Well, the exact moment that he died came a little bit later. But for him, it was bliss, right, to be released. Mm. Now, did he have to choose that in his life? You know what I mean? He could have. He could have mm. had the same freedom in other ways, mm-hmm. if he would only have given up his grievances, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. he wasn't willing to do. Right. Guilt is an interesting thing because. Um, you know, especially with Ryan, there is no guilt about it because that little soul knew what he was doing on some level, mm. okay, or planned it that way. Mm. And probably, you know, when you hear the course say, what would you know if, what would you think if you knew that everything that happened was for your good? Mm-hmm. So 
you have to kind of go backtrack and say, how was that experience for my good? Yeah. You know, even though I don't believe that Source prefers that people go through tragedy, it's just at this level of consciousness. Well, the part two of the book now, or book two and book three, demonstrate how it turned out to be for my good. But I didn't know that at the time. Well, of course, nobody yeah. does when they go yeah. through something but like that. But when you say about released, like in your case where Jay was released, that was his way of releasing the pain of the memory of what he was going through. So death for him was the release, right? And I think death for everybody is the only release that they know. So what you're saying is that we can we can consciously have the same effect without dying. Yes, because... I told you about the guy who lived across the road from us who came over to visit me after Jay died. I didn't know him very well. I had only met him one time. But we were sitting there talking, and he had told me that he had tried to kill himself one time. Took a bunch of drugs, but he was found, and somebody found him. But I asked him, you know, what are you thinking when you're doing that? And he goes, you know what you're thinking? You don't know what it's going to be like, but you know it's going to be different. And that's what you want. You want it to be different. different than yeah. what, your, what your normal life is, what yeah. you're feeling. Yeah. But you feel powerless to do it in the physical yourself. But you don't know sense. how to do it. And, the, and do the, it. the truth is, is that letting go of these beliefs, like, you know, of course, is that about conflict, too. The only way to be out of conflict is you have to give up the idea of it forever. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And that's a pretty, like, how do you give up the idea mm-hmm. of conflict when people yeah. are obviously conflicted <laughs> all the time? Yes. But think about it. If you really could believe, stop believing in it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to believe in conflict. That means you'd have to look at it, every situation differently. Yeah, yeah. Not as a conflict. So to come full circle with that then, when I ask how much forgiveness is enough, what you're saying is it's enough when you give up the idea that you need forgiveness in the first place. So the, it's erasing the guilt. Yes. When you give up the idea that nobody is guilty, that you're not guilty, Ryan's not guilty, Bridget's not guilty, nobody's guilty, not the babysitter, not anyone, yeah. not the hospital, nobody. Yeah. No matter yeah. how it looks, yeah. or let's say how you perceive it, mm. it isn't true because we don't see the big picture. Mm. Even if you think of karma, like anything that happens to anybody in their life, it has a cause someplace mm. within them, someplace. Mm could have been ancient, you you know, whatever. And even the belief in karma needs to be let go of because forgiveness is higher than that. Karma does imply that somebody's guilty and they're going to meet the equal experience sometime. So now here's a big question. If we could release the idea of guilt in the first place, if we could erase the memory of the guilt now, I'm not talking about the memory of somebody you love. Like, I, I don't want to forget that Ryan lived. Yeah, right. So for, if I if I want to f- f- erase the pain asso- that I associated with it, with his, with well, his, the pain, with his death. Is the pain because you feel guilty? Is yes. The question. Okay. Yes. So if I want to erase that. You have to give up the belief in guilt. Give up time. the belief. That means you're not guilty. guilty. You can't be guilty. Because yeah. guilt doesn't exist. Yeah. But is that something that's just verbalized, like somebody might say an affirmation? Or how do you actually experience that without dying? Much like Jay felt that dying was the only way to release himself from the guilt. Well, Jay didn't want to take responsibility for his life. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was a different. He wanted out of the responsibility of Earth. Yeah. The method or the way is to do exactly what the Course says. Just choose peace. Just say, I choose peace. What it says is, you only need a little willingness. Mm-hmm. So if you can't do the whole big, mm-hmm. you only need a little willingness to be at peace about it, you know? Right. But the other side of that whole thing is is emotions. A lot in your book about how you don't want to feel all this and you're going to be over it. And, mm-hmm. and even when you were walking into the 40 foot, you know, I, I was just sick to my stomach listening to that whole thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that you would actually think that that was a solution. Mm-hmm. But when you're in pain like no, that... No, I, I, I get it. You know, this is, this is why in some ways I think it's it's wonderful for us as humans to be able to understand and be empathic with somebody who is in pain like that yeah. and who perhaps even is considering suicide. But the other side of it is that... That there is another side. That there is another side. That we have to have experience of the letting go of the pain or the releasing of it or as you said the erasure of it so that we can help somebody else experience the erasure of it because otherwise they're going to stay in pain and perhaps we're going to stay in pain and we're going to find that dying is the only way out of it mm-hmm. like even the thoughts that you have when he died that we must be bad people for mm-hmm. that to mm-hmm. happen to us mm-hmm. i mean that's mm-hmm. still a belief in guilt yeah. right yeah I mean, all of that from the very get-go, it started that mm-hmm. way. You know, mm-hmm. oh, this is happening to me, so I must, mm-hmm. I must be a punishment from something yeah. that I don't remember or I'm not aware of. And then you start thinking about all the things in your life that you might have done that weren't weren't the best choices. Huh. So you have to be willing to let go of all that. Everybody, like Bridget, mm-hmm. can't be guilty of anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, giving up guilt is a, it's our planet's run on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing. Just watch the legal thing between who's guilty with Johnny Depp and and the truth is there are a pair of them in it mm. and they had to pick one over the other and of course they picked the popular guy mm. but the truth is he was not did not behave in a wonderful way to her either you know sure so the whole idea they're all innocent they're all guilty of the <laughs> yeah so they're all innocent you know and they're all guilty at the same time you know so the truth is the court system is i mean what is it it's just a place where guilt and innocent go back and forth with each other and hmm. somebody decides who needs to be punished i mean the whole hmm. planet is based on that yeah. yeah so it's a big belief system i mean right hmm. back from the origin of creation with the whole Adam and Eve in the garden and the original sin and mm. you deserve death now because you mm. disobeyed God. You know, that's where that whole thing started, remember? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the punishment for disobeying God was death. You know, you're going to die. Mm. And here people come along, you know, like Sandra, the way she would look at this whole situation when you say how much forgiveness is enough. It's better to die and get out of it. She would say, no, it's better to to live forever and transform yourself and keep going to higher and higher levels of evolution until you're a master rather than die and have an interrupt and then be born again and have to go through the same thing go through the same type of stuff all over again you know and the thing is is the memories are there anyway they're in your soul so i think maybe a different perspective is memories maybe make your body but but they're not just in your body they're in your soul your memories in the soul, because I'm reading the records and everything's recorded, and it has nothing to do with the body. Hmm. It's in the etheric. It's yeah. in spirit. 
So, like, you don't escape from memories. Mm. And you don't you don't want to escape from this memory, really, you know, because it's your son. and But you want to escape from the feeling guilty about it and responsible yeah. for it. And yeah. you know, I remember when I used to worry so much about the kids when they were teenagers. And and I remember Jesus came to me and said, what's, what's the matter? Don't you think their soul is intelligent? And that was kind of a yeah. you slap Sla- across the face, like, wake up mm. you know what i mean like do you think my universe is really that mm. haphazard you know when i'm in the records like when you read a person everything's ordered mm. you know it's all ordered so mm. you have to look at it not that there's not a better way to learn because the course even deals with that too that we do learn through suffering Adversity. because we believe in it yeah okay but it's not the highest form of learning so I think people will say, well, you got to come here to learn lessons only because you're at a particular level of awareness. You don't have to learn that way. You can choose to learn through joy instead. Well, are you okay if I transcribe this conversation and put it in as a conclusion in the book? Well, I don't know if you want to put everything in there, do you? You might want to pick and choose. I don't care if you transcribe <laughs> it, but... Okay. All right. Thank you. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at worldofempowerment.com. Don't miss an episode. Hit the subscribe button now.